On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if James Gunn can save the DC Extended Universe without throwing pants in somebody's face. If Scott can handle Jean Grey's death on X-Men the Animated Series without throwing pants in somebody's face. And if Mike and Ryan can do a show without throwing pants in somebody's face. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What is up, nerds? Hello, nerds, and welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the planet, on the internet, period. Man, Mike, it has been a while since I've hosted. I have the 1994 Superhero Show Show intro stuck in my head. That's the last I, I know. Time I, did. I love that for you. <laughs> it is, it's glossy, like the masterpieces were back then. Oh, yeah. It's a holofoil cover. Holofoil. That's what I forgot about. Sure. Because I ain't no holofoil girl. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. We have a huge, huge show tonight. Um, for you, I, first and foremost, I want to thank Mike for tuning in. Listeners, you do as well, because a 90-minute episode of me monologuing about James Gunn is not going to be good for anybody. Yeah, I already got that voicemail earlier today. <laughs> of don't show up? Don't show up, and then he gave me a 90-minute reason why. Mike, don't show up because I want to do this. And then I performed the entire show on a voicemail, which is more akin to what mothers do. Mike, does your mom still like call and then not hang up and text but leave a fucking voicemail? Yeah. What my, What are we doing here, people? Can we not grow up? My mom and my boss from three jobs ago. Oh, wait, did you work for your mom? At that I lemonade stand? My mom at yeah. the I was her personal assistant at the lemonade stand. <laughs> okay, so she ran the day to day at yeah. the stand, and you were her uh, I would gopher. Like, mop the sweat off of her forehead, get her her vanilla ice chai lattes. <laughs> she wasn't drinking. She wasn't. Uh, you don't get high, high on your own, own supply. <laughs> no, Ryan. Come on. She's pro. Did you? Were you a tester? Because I think that in the art of lemonade, which is what I make when life hands me uh, lemonade powder. Because mm-hmm. you just use water. Um, did you do the very important job of um, too sweet, more sugar, too, or yes. uh, too too sour, more sugar, or too, too sweet, sweet more sugar? More sugar is what I would always say. Uh, DJ Too Sweet and MC <laughs> More Sugar is who you're ta- who you're listening to right now. They came uh, up in the seventies. Did you actually have a lemonade stand when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, I would. I lived near a bike path, and I'd bring a cooler. Full with uh, lots of sugary lemonade, lots of soda pop, lots of like chips. Oh, but damn. It, it was uh, a bike path, Ryan. So adults were biking hard or running. <laughs> and they were always like, But do you have water? And me and my sister, who were like, No. We gross. have you who? We have sugar <laughs> in all its forms. What do you want fucking water for? Um, I, knowing your sister, I'm assuming that her, this was her idea when you guys laid out the uh, spiky thing. So everybody's bite tires blew out right in front of the stand, and they had to stop and. And then we dust them off. We're like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, we gotta. Somebody's in from the city's got to come out and fix that, huh? But while you're here, we'll give you half off. Mmm, a delicious room temp. You who for you on this hot summer day, sir. 
Uh, you were a wild child. The amount of voices you had as a kid, which is absolutely... And you were in your like seersucker suit, yeah. uh, fanning yourself. It is crazy based on stories from my real life how, that I grew up in the 90s and 2000s, not from like the 1880s to the <laughs> 1940s. No, you have a lot of um, Bobby Hill in you. A lot of Bobby Hill, a lot of uh, Taylor Wilhite, former what were the little the rascals called the little rascals, Mike. <laughs> the little rascals, yeah. What were those fucking little <laughs> rascals? Called? They're real small and rascally. <laughs> okay, so um, we have a huge show, so I will tarry no further. Um, we are talking about X Men. Why, Mike? Why, Brian? Do you not know? I, I honestly don't. Okay, let me explain. Or like our main feature, our everything, our pull list, our X Taz, our, our everything is X Men tonight, uh, because there we ain't got no shows, bro. No, yeah, they, it's man. Not only is everybody taking a winter break during the winter break, we're being told by the venture capitalists who then bought the companies <laughs> who make the shows, those shows aren't coming back. All I read all day are gifts of uh, venture capitalists doing the Dikembe Mutombo <laughs> no uh-uh. finger. T- <laughs> but you know what, man? If that's if what you're doing the no finger to is snow piercer, if you're saying no piercer for us, I'm all right. Whatever. Uh-uh. It's the final season. I, I, it's fine. Um, so yeah, we're uh, hardcore X Men focused tonight. Um, we're gonna focus like only me and Mike could on our beloved. The girls aren't here. Isn't it Cyclops. perfect? <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> Finally, he can get the appreciation without all the shit talking. Uh, but before that, um, PayPigs, our Patreon, already knows that we went over um, James Gunn's DC movie lineup. But when we come back, let's dive into the five TV shows this motherfucker's going to make us watch. Hello, nerds, and welcome to the second segment of this. Do I have to do this every time? I, I loved it. It confused me, and I thought maybe I had a hemorrhage and forgot that we didn't actually do it. Are you asleep and you wake up, but you're still actually asleep? Because what we did was we took like an eight-second break, right? Yes. And so I can just keep going on with the show, yes? You could. You don't have to reset with your hello, nerds, every time. Wait, you said I could keep going, which means I don't have to. I could hello, nerds, constantly. Well, there's free will, Ryan, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, hello, nerds. You're listening to 102.7. We'll just do all the various audio Star. resets. Or is that Kiss? Um, as I said kiss. before, um, PayPigs have our feelings on the movies. Mike and I married, fucked, and killed a movie each. We're not going to go over that. You have to pay to no. hear that shit. Come on. We're not going to give that shit away for free. We're going to give this shit away for free. So. <laughs> yeah, this is the free... You know it's going to be good. Mike, um, what we didn't talk about is your overall feelings. Um, James Gunn pops on. I believe that I was in a doctor's office. Um, mm-hmm. I saw that James Gunn's announcement came out. I did what any red-blooded American would do. would say, well, I, lost, I left my earbuds at home, but I'm going to play this as loud as I can in the <laughs> waiting room. Sure. It was about six minutes. I watched it, and then I texted you, and you, um, I believe, where you were at your computer, you jumped up, scrambled, made a cloud of dust in the shape of you mm-hmm. ran off remembered that oh wait i need to watch it on my computer ran back to the cloud of dust sat down and watched it um give me your initial thoughts on the 10 as we will call them and just james gunn in general his presentation i i'm a gunsmith i think everybody's aware of that like i've been a long time gun fan i have issues with him because i uh ryan i'm sane 
So <laughs> even people who make stuff I like, I don't. I can acknowledge that they are flawed. You're saying so many uh, sentences that have never been said on a podcast before. I'm so proud of you. I know. I'm breaking the medium right now. It's uh, so, but I like him, and I'm generally think he appreciates comic books and can do cool things with them. Versus the last guy who did stuff for the DCU. Richard Donner, the director of the Richard Superman Richard Donner movie. hated comic books and did not know how to do anything cool with them. That was the last movie I watched when it came out in theaters in 1978. So has anything old. happened since then? <laughs> uh, not really. Nothing you need to pay attention to. But like we have, what we're used to um, is Kevin Feige, Comic-Con, huge presentations, mm-hmm. huge timelines. This is James Gunn in a room um talking to the camera did he seem th- let me ask you this did he seem did it uh did that shake your um i don't know excitement at all is that like no you prefer because it? he's like hey man these are movies we're gonna have fun we're gonna work with cool people to tell cool stories and i did appreciate there was a lot of little sideways digs at marvel uh-huh. i appreciated that because uh, longtime listeners first time callers know you and i are getting a little sick of marvel mm. uh and so, yeah, I like that he's just like, we're going to ha- tell creative stories and let people do what they do best. So he brought up uh, Matt Reeves and Todd Phillips, right? And those are basically what we Unfortunately, have. Unfortunately. Yeah. Are the examples of <laughs> Elseworlds. Yes, and that Elseworlds is a possibility that like stuff doesn't need to be connected. At the same time, we will be connecting video games, TV shows, cartoons, and movies. Yeah, and I don't know, like... That's I think that's a lot, and I what I'm worried about is that if there's any like Marvel has put us at the brink as a society, right? We're at DefCon <laughs> five or one, whichever one is deadlier. Nobody knows. Of uh, man, I I feel pressure to watch shit. <laughs> like this sucks, and if you if there's any pressure at all to play a fucking video game, could that I'm sink down. the whole thing? Yeah. Yes. Because right now, people are like I have Disney Plus. I've never watched a single show on there so <laughs> yeah I, I think if you're like if you want to get the full story play this video game hopefully it's just like we use the voice actors because isn't that fun if you if you say if you want the full story play this video game i will take a picture of my middle finger and i will send it to james gunn straight up his butthole by snail mail mike not Tied even a little email. snail that's adorable um let's go over these tv shows the first one that he announces and this doesn't mean yeah. anything the, it doesn't mean anything, but it's 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 so James Gunn. We have no idea what the timeline is because we didn't get the Feige presentation of like when they were all will all come out. Yeah. But the first thing out his mouth after his big intro, like not sweaty, not thirsty, a little nervous. I, f- yeah. I feel like that he's not born to be on camera, but you know, once once upon a time Kevin Feige wasn't either. And um, the first thing out of his mouth is like we have a ton of great things coming, and the first is. A cartoon called Creature Commandos. He has already written every episode. <laughs> He's already written it all. And I was like, that's fucking, that's our James Gunn. Uh, Ryan, tell me what you know about the Creature Commandos. Well, I saw the picture that he showed. There was no footage. There's so little to do here. Like, there was no, there was no new graphic created for this entire thing. Nobody no. even sat down at Photoshop for like a minute and said anything. They like, showed pictures from comic books essentially i feel like i wouldn't be surprised if big hbo was surprised he released this and he's like yeah me and my brother sean put this together (laughs) fucking sean why is sean Sean doing everything 
Um, Sean is the Clint Howard of our generation, yes? Yes, of course. Um, I recognize the Weasley bug-eyed guy from his Suicide Squad movie. Uh, Craglin. Oh, wait. Oh, Weasel. You're Uh-oh. talking about the cartoon again. I thought you were talking about Sean Gunn. I was like, yeah, let's ready to insult this guy. Honestly, more. I could... Yeah, I, that goes for him, too. Uh, I think I saw Frankenstein. Yes, I believe so. I think I saw Weasel, Frankenstein, and Myrrh. Who's Myrrh? Those are the three things carried by the wise men. Oh, yes. Jesus. Yes. To the baby Jesus. <laughs> to our here's look. two slaves, and here's a pile of spice, maybe? Yeah, I mean, when in doubt, say it's a spice. Nobody knows. That's what I do when I'm naming uh, female members of pop groups. Let's say it's a spice. Yeah, it's probably a spice. I don't know. Spicy spice. Um, we're going to watch this because it is not live action, but it's probably tailored towards adults. And it's part of this universe now. Do you as um, a... No, I don't want. I almost said member of the board. <laughs> That's never going to happen for you. Someday, I keep asking every year at the annual meeting. But as a co-producer and panelist of this show, do you feel pressure to get? If this airs on TV, we it's got to be on the show at least. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, it's adult cartoons is what we watch. Adult cartoons is what we watch. Is what we watch. Uh, I think the main character of Creature Commandos is Waller. Voiced by Viola Davis, and he seems very stoked about the fact that uh, the all the actors will be voicing video games and car- no matter what, it's the same right. actor. Which I, I feel like we actually have that kind of with what if and but that's fine. Uh, the first live action show that he talked about was Waller. Sorry, Waller. actually non-nominated for an Oscar this year. Viola Davis that's fucked up. Uh, I'm stoked about that. I think she's awesome and has been underused, but she's an actress and. Uh, of great uh, abilities, uh-huh. and I think can definitely hold down a show. And he said it's ba- it's a continuation of Peacemaker, and so that's awesome. Right. I think that that's the, I, one of the most forgotten things is that this person is responsible for Peacemaker, you know, and that tone does carry. I think that a lot of Gunn's tone, if we go off of Peacemaker and not, say, Super or Tromeo and Juliet, Mm-hmm. But Peacemaker is probably the go-to as far as tone's going to be. I think we're going to be okay. I think then it will be different enough for Marvel to give us two worlds. I also, excuse me, want to say to Viola Davis, get those checks. Like, don't stop making movies, right? Yeah. Like, we want you but to... Get that money. We want you to not be nominated every year because you were so great in a movie that people couldn't handle it and had to nominate Andrea Riseborough instead. But um, get those checks. Mike, I don't know if I have heard any question asked more over the last week than who or what the fuck is Booster Gold? Is that true? I See, this is how skewed uh, my world is, Ryan. I think everybody knows Jawbreaker is a huge fucking band and very influential, and everybody knows who Booster Gold is. Those two things aren't related, other than like they're important to Mike, right? Like, did yeah, Jawbreaker, no, that's what I was trying to say. Is that, did Jawbreaker a sing a song about hat, Booster Gold? They did not, not connect it at all. I'm just saying I don't know what the world is like. Uh, I think that's, yeah, I think that's becoming more and more an issue as um, people don't know who, like, Tom Cruise or Keanu Reeves is because they don't have a YouTube show talking about how to put on makeup. Let's not, let's not go down Old Man Road tonight. Um, Old Man Road is a stinky, scary road. <laughs> no, I said don't go down it, not start oh, writing okay. the best song I've ever heard. <laughs> 
Uh, for those not in the know, and I'm barely in the know. Um, I've never read an issue of a Booster Gold comic. I just know that. Oh no! Why would I? He's almost like the opposite, but the same of Uatu in that when he appears, this means it's important. But he serves like an opposite function of like being the least important part of it. Um, to <laughs> and me, he it, only will interfere. He sort of reminds me of like Scott Lang. Of mm-hmm. I'm not a superhero so much as I stole a superhero thing and I want fame. Yes, and he's from the future. I think that part's very important. Well, yeah, especially in the beginning, like he used his knowledge of the future and his little best buddy Skeet, a floating robot, to <laughs> which stops. They are going to change that name, right? <laughs> like it can't be. It can't be. They have to have some. What, what rapper is it? Is it Soldier Boy has like a skeet, skeet, skeet? Or I'm sure that's in a lot of. Yeah. Uh, but I hope Little John. I think I hope, most famously. I hope Little John does the credits to Booster Gold. <laughs> yeah, if there's the song's a, mostly about skeet. If there's a part where um, skeet all of a sudden recreates himself, and there's four of them in the air, and Little John Little John is just on the ground. Little John is a burly guy from Sherwood Forest. Little yes. John is on the ground going, oh, skeet, 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 skeet. I think that will be perfect. Um, and I, played by Skeet Ulrich. Of course. As all things in the future will be. Restaurants are Taco Bell. Actors are Skeet Ulrich. Um, we haven't talked about how, because we don't know any directors or anything. This is all... Yes all so execution dependent you know especially because marvel sort of at this point has like a, a a high floor low ceiling yeah because they have a taste right they have like a a, 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 flavor. a house style a house style if you will and i will um these we i feel like james gunn is trying to get away from that saying that yeah storytellers tell their own stories so it's all so execution dependent. We don't know who is playing Booster Gold. We don't know who's writing, who's directing. That like it's almost impossible to get excited. What if uh, you found out? And I forgive me for not remembering his name. Uh, but if Turk from Scrubs, he only got to play Booster Gold in like two episodes of oh, Legends shit, Tomorrow. Yeah. But what if it was him? Well, different I, writers. We obviously love him so much uh, and respect him so much that we refer to him as Turk from Scrubs. So <laughs> obviously, we're both in. I don't know about if anybody else is. Um, I call him actually uh, Cher's boyfriend from Clueless. He's not Cher's boyfriend, though. He's Dion's boyfriend, you idiot. Shit, I really showed my whole entire ass on that Your one. whole ass is hanging out the window right now. Speaking of showing your whole entire ass, Mike, um, Ryan Reynolds, just before the superhero boom, or maybe just after, said, oh, I'll wear a fucking Green Lantern ring. We have, bar- oh, yeah. we have barely seen a single thing. Since then, uh, we know that um, the TV producer near and dear to our heart of the CW, Greg Berlanti, his Lantern show is now officially canceled. His his Green Lantern show that he could have maybe was about to do with Diggle um, has gone the way of Henry Cavill in that it's not going to work here anymore. Instead, it, we, it was announced in a week later. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Instead, we have Lanterns, which James Gunn straight up said in his video is like space true detective. No, well, it's not space. It's these are space cops who happen to protect Earth, so it still will be on Earth. <laughs> oh, it's it's, uh, it's Hal Jordan and John Stewart, right? Because yeah, think about you're talking to Zaslav, and you're like, "They're space true detective," and Zaslav's like, "Nope." Oh, on Earth, okay. So space true detectives on Earth because we Mostly have the budget in Atlanta to film and Toronto. On- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I've uh, we have seen lanterns executed well in 
cartoons, right? Yes. In comics book. In comics book. Um, but the whole true detective thing feels like you aren't, you don't have your thumb it, squarely on the pulse of the pop culture like you might think you do. One, it's, I mean, that was 10 years ago that that was a big deal. Yeah. That show. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the kind of asshole who calls everything that's sort of good the wire of blank if you're saying this show will be like True Detective. Um, look, we think that Lanterns is going to be a big hit in the vein of the new adventures of old Christine. So that's what we're sort of modeling Do you, it's It's kind of a combination of uh, Arliss and John from Cincinnati. <laughs> With a little sprinkling of Carnival thrown in there. <laughs> Man, do we know old, not-hit HBO shows. Um, I've, I actually can hear the lanterns knocking at the door. So let's get through one more, and we'll play Mary Fucking Kill. The last one is takes place on Mike. It's not... Takes place on Mike? <laughs> I want you to help me out here. It's not... Um, he, him, Skira. It's not her. She, her, Skira. It it's is them, Skira. Them, Skira. No. Them. I don't know. Them, mascara. <laughs> the others, rouge. Um. So we Gal Gadot. The last time we heard from about her gun, and we've barely talked about the other guy, Peter Saffron. I want to say. Yeah. Um. He is so happy he's behind the scenes. Seriously. He gets to take none of the bullets that happen from this, uh, publicly at least. Um, th- I guess their meeting to end it is in, I hope maybe we'll work together soon. <laughs> but right now, uh, it's Paradise Lost. And I think, here's why I like this idea. Because so much better than The Brave and the Bold, which we talked about on the Patreon, is Superman as a kid, start the universe, mm-hmm. introduce Paradise Lost over here start the universe start building right. all the lands there was no yes. there was except for amanda waller who very much could be the nick fury of totally. the dc eu or whatever they're calling it there was no crossover talk there was no like oh and weasel's no. gonna be in paradise lost or um <laughs> that's the perfect the, character to go over there uh that the lanterns are gonna fight swamp thing in season two there was no no talk of that no um, but the, the first of all of it should be its own thing. And Paradise Lost, he... Now, this is not as dated as True Detective, but he did say it's game. No, but it was, <laughs> this made me roll my eyes as well. Like, But I guess you're, you're trying to... The True Detective really seems bat shit out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. This one, you're at least like, uh, how do I say, like, fantasy land. Uh, not everybody's been to Disney, so I'm going to say Game of Thrones. I don't think he means incesty. No. Or, but I get All it be- this. because if you it's say political intrigue and in medieval or yeah, like fantasy medieval. We saw this year that fantasy to most people is Lord of the Rings, and they don't really want it as much as they want something <laughs> that is like Game of Thrones. So you're right, right, it does make more sense than the true detective thing. What I would have said is Lanterns is uh space poker face. That's the yes. hip new hot Space mur- only murders in the building. Sure, that's uh, yeah. If they, if the lanterns also have, are making a podcast about well, their adventures, they're not. But Guy Gardner is always following them, trying to make one. He's the douchey bag one, right? Yeah, he's the he's the guy with the bull cut that Batman punches the best. Um. All right, Mike. We do have to play Mary Fuck Kill. Um. Mary, the one you're going to buy stock in, and you know mm-hmm. is going to be good. Fuck the one that you're for some reason, most personally excited about and kill something that you wish you could knock off the slate right now? I will marry Waller. <laughs> yeah. 
Waller, I hardly know her, but I will marry her. I will fuck. Can you can you rattle it off? I've already forgotten. I'm so sorry. Uh, We have creature commandos and Waller, and then we have booster gold lanterns and Paradise Lost. Okay, marry Waller, kill lanterns because why not keep that trend going? And you know what? Let's uh, fridge lanterns. Let's just fridge. Throw it right in there, and I will uh, fuck booster gold. I'm going to kill creature commandos just because. There's something about it being first on the mixtape uh. that he gave us that like is kind of scary to me. And also, I do think that we are entering a Tyler Sheridan sort of, uh, with Yellowstone thing. If you're gonna get, you're gonna pull yourself apart so quickly, you're gonna be so right. strung out doing all these. That when he said I wrote all seven episodes, it's like, bro, you. My guess is just like he wrote all a Peacemaker in COVID fugue. Is that this was like his pitch and how he actually got DC? Is that I think he or him and his Craglin brother sat down and wrote Creature Commandos, and that's how he got the DCEU. Okay, that's more faith in Creature Commandos than I have ever heard. I'm well, it's because he made Gardens of the Galaxy before we got sick of them. He made them matter, so I do think he's like, uh, give me characters nobody gives a shit about. I will fucking make you give a shit. I do feel like making Guardians of the those characters a fucking uh, all time blockbuster. Is that is bragging Insane. rights forever? Uh, I'm gonna kill creature commandos. I'm as well going to fuck booster gold just because it could be so cool. And I'm actually gonna marry Paradise Lost. I think that if we get a cool Sunday night drama that, like, what if this was like Last of Us is right now, which is IP, right. you know? Yeah. Like, um, what if we got a cool Sunday night drama that we were all talking about and you had to watch it because there might be spoilers? That that's what they need, I think, more than anything we've talked about tonight. Totally. Make people care. Beyond nerds. James, I mean, even though we're sort of diehard Marvel people, we're rooting for you, James Gunn, right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, are. We, are. we are. I don't want him to fail. Um, and plus, more good stuff is better than DC, once again, falling right on its face and showing its whole fucking its whole ass. Ass. Stop Charlie Browning. <laughs> How are you, Charlie Brown and Lucy, at the same time, DC? Mike, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, it's Extaz time. X-Men, X-Men. Welcome to X-Tasmania, bitch. The show within a show covering the seminal and underrated Saturday morning soap opera of the early 90s, X-Men, the animated series. This week on X-Men, X-Men, and possibly the most egregious moment of out-of-order airing, Jean has just sacrificed herself for the Emcron Crystal, and Scott is fed up. After literally throwing his uniform in Xavier's face, Scott finds himself in a daze of the orphanage he grew up in. An old friend runs it now, and some strange things are afoot with the mutant children. But Ryan, let's start at the top with Beast's Outdoor Reading Circle in memory of Gene. All right, so last week we talked about how Rogue bailed out of an airplane just to not Uh hear Beast anymore. Here he's got people doing that one Indian-style sitting. I'm sorry, Native American. Crisscross applesauce, Ryan. Indigenous people sitting uh, and listening to him. And he is just reading from some fucking bullshit. It's probably called Beast Book 2.0, where he's just, like, saying some shit. And everyone is there, and, like, we're hurting for Gene. And, Mike, my question for you is, like, what the fuck are we doing? Why is this – why are we covering this episode three years after Gene died, came back, and blah, blah? Because we are in watching – we should be in season five – this is episode 308, and Disney has the right 
chronological order. We go by airing order, Ryan. And the company that was animating literally took two years on this episode for some reason. Well, I, I got to tell you, buddy, I don't understand. Why. No, I understand that because the animation is great. And we're going to talk oh, about yeah. that. Throughout, we walked through that fire. <laughs> throughout this conversation, we're going to be like, God damn, that animation. But um, mm. Eric Leewald uh-huh, was on this show at some point, And he was like, do not watch it in the order that they want you to. That's all fucking Russia and China trying to tell you things. You got to watch it in this particular order. And we, for some reason, were like, you know what, Eric Leewald? We know better than you, co-creator of this television show. And we're watching an airing order, which is stupid. Yeah. I think it's because at that point, we're already two years in. So we're like, what? You can just stop making mistakes? Uh-uh. And so my first question to you, Mike, is uh, they're all in crisscross applesauce and they're all listening to beast and it's a f- sort of like funeral goodbye to gene and cyclops gets up and walks away and, and it, b- b- xavier's like gene loved poetry didn't she scott he goes i don't care and then he just gets up and he leaves and everybody's like scott 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 and he just doesn't say anything is this okay to do yeah, I think uh, if your wife dies, you're allowed to grieve how you want and leave the fucking reading circle. And it's interesting because Scott's like, this is all horse shit. I don't want to do this. And Jubilee uh, starts crying in Rogue's ample bosom. And she says, I think this whole thing is sick. You're all acting like Jean's not coming back. Honey, we we all saw her fly into a literal star. <laughs> and I'm so sorry, Mike, that I have to say this, but... Uh... I will try not to do this in the future, but I do have to ask you right now. Did you think it was weird that when Jubilee talked, a different character came from your deck and landed right next to her? <laughs> it was helpful. And Rogue came out and stole somebody else's power of, I'll hug you with my ample bosom. Look, I've hugged a lot of people. I've been around a lot of grieving. I've never seen anybody be like, give me your face. I'm going to shove it right in my cleave. Oh, yeah. No, if you've got bosom, that's where a grieving person's face goes. And I'm working on it. I almost have a bosom. I can't wait to grieve with you then. <laughs> no, honestly, is that going to be weird when I shove your face right into my voluptuous I'll swan movies? dive, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then later, not much later, Scott and Xavier are in the Cerebro room talking. And X is like, yeah, I know we're sad, but how are we going to move on? And Scott's like, What? What the fuck are we doing? Why are we protecting this world full of preaches? My wife died. You're saying I got to do this bullshit. I don't care anymore. I am out. His, I quote, I'm sick of being a den mother to a bunch of quibbling children. Most of all, I'm sick of caring. And this is where I disagree with him. I cared for Gene and see where that got me. And then he throws his stinky Cyclops leather right in Xavier's bald face. And most people would do that. In an empty room, just Psych and Professor X, but that's not how the X-Men roll. We'll get to that at the end of the show. Um, he said it in front of everyone. I'm so sick and tired of all of these idiots. These quibbling children. But I think, honestly, like I think what he was saying is that like uh, I have a jerk-off tube. It's called Cerebro that presents me pictures of Gene. I'm tired of jerking off to that mm, one out. Not that I'm tired of caring. Right. But, Ryan, imagine we're both married. Uh if your wife died, God forbid, don't want that to happen, would you yell, well, I don't care about anybody anymore. Look, I cared about her. See where that got me. That's, that's what I, mm, come on, Scott. 
I'll tell you this. If my wife died, I would be very upset. But uh, it would be the last channel that I pulled up on my jerk-off tube. Like, <laughs> my jerk-off tube would have so many different people. I'm not Now you can play women. full yeah. volume. <laughs> so he, he does just kind of wander away. And when he, like, comes to, it's in front of the orphanage he grew up in. And he seems surprised. And, like, right away, Mike, are you like, fuck, yeah, it's somebody it's one single person's experience that now we have to go through again without any of the other x-men like right away you're like hell yeah this is what i want and it's scott and i looked at the calendar realized Cass and caitlin wouldn't be here and was pumped that we don't have to listen to their fucking besmirching scott's good name and does scott do you think back us up in this episode I mean, I think it was a fun episode to watch. Don't you? I don't know. If, at a certain point, Scott don't you think that, suck. that me and you have to come together with like, what if Cass and Caitlin are right? Well, it's we are wrong because we are thinking about comic book Scott. They are wrong because they only know cartoon Scott. At one point, um, Cyclops. We're more Scott, wrong. Is what that means. <laughs> Scott says, "I can't be here anymore because." Uh, my feelings are too deep for all the people that I love, which is another way of saying, Mike, my weakness is that <laughs> I care too much. Oh, so Papa Roach loved X-Men the Man in series. If Wolverine came out of the closet or the cupboard or whatever and said, oh, you're Papa Roach, I would have been like, hell yeah, Wolverine. Hell yeah. And everybody went, what does that mean? He went, don't ask. So Wolverine is... I'm sorry. Cyclops is on this train. <laughs> I thought you were going to just make up a story about Wolverine's <laughs> you know doing during this. You know what would be more interesting than this episode of Wolverine? Uh, Cyclops <laughs> is on this train, and there's this little kid, and we love little kids, and we think that they're all innocent and stuff. Oh, gosh. But he says, don't worry, mother. I'm not bothering this person. I'm playing a classic game of good guys and mutants. And she says, don't say that. What if he doesn't want to be called a mutant? No. Nope. This is black mom and her black kid. She's not saying, don't be prejudiced, don't be racist. He might be a mutant, and you're being prejudiced. Nope. She's just saying, nobody wants to be called a mutant. (laughs) I think that this is an awesome game that I'm going to teach my kid. It's called Good Guys and Mikes. And we're going to run around the room. Uh, Who's a good guy and who's a Mike? Who's like a good guy who's like uh, has really good opinions about pop culture? And who's a fucking asshole who's always like spitting fire at awesome things just to sound cool we're gonna play good guys and mics i don't like this game uh scott gets to the orphanage his old friend sarah now runs it she was at the orphanage with him uh weirdly and i'm sure it won't come up later in the story over their dialogue a loud news story about zebediah kilgrave and all his charitable works even if you didn't know who kilgrave was have you ever heard a more villainous villain name than Zebediah Kilgrave? Honestly, Kilgrave sounds crazy. Zebediah is insane. Like I would trust Kilgrave way faster than Zebediah. <laughs> like, if your name was John Kilgrave, cool. If your name is right. Zebediah Flower Rainbow, fuck you, man. What are you? I will all kill about? you in your sleep. <laughs> uh and as the story, Sarah's like, oh, that's weird that that's on. This guy gives us so much money and adopts all the weird freak mutant kids here. But can I ask you something? Because I had a I had a gasp moment that we'll get to later. <gasps> but like, did you did it, did you connect with the fact that this person's skin might turn purple? 
Yeah, I heard Kilgrave and went, well, I know one Marvel character with that name. Did they just lift the name? And then later when he turned purple, I went, hell yeah, it's purple. So I'm stupid then. I mean, you're just not as cool and into Marvel as I am. <laughs> that was oh, man, what do you think Kilgrave will do in Marvel Snap? Oh, I would say uh, take over your opponent's cards, but make them all purple. <sighs> cool. Yeah. So now Nova's on my side, but his face is purple. Yeah. All right, calm down. Uh, the, a fire starts as the adults are talking. Sarah starts to run up the stairs. Scott, for no reason, uh, vaults himself over the railing in front of her to run. He doesn't get there much faster than her just to be in front of her up the stairs. Look, Mike, we talk often <laughs> about toxic masculinity. Is this... Is this the most toxic or the least toxic? Of like, what are you ahead of me? I'm gonna vault. You know what I have to do right now? I gotta vault. I'd say the most. It is pretty gosh darn toxic. Wait, wait, hold on. Stop, stop, stop. All right, now I'm going. That's my favorite <laughs> thing in a race. Is like, t- like, hold on. Oh, I hurt my foot. Did, I was just kidding, and then run. Did he think they were racing? <laughs> she was running to save children, and he was just showing her he could get upstairs faster than her. God. Damn it, Mike. Uh, at the end of this segment, we're going to realize that Scott is actually the worst. I'm so no. nervous about that. Uh, so the fire is this kid, Rusty, who has the powers of Pyro. He started fires accidentally, and Scott's like, hey, man, I get it. I'll, I'll take a walk with Rusty. Uh, you take And Mike, where is that, where's that name? At what point in this country, when we started being soy boys, did we stop naming our children Rusty? <laughs> Like, there hasn't been a real man since the last Rusty died. We used to be a country. We used to be a We country. used to make things. <laughs> we used to make things, and one of those things was kids named Rusty. You know that uh, disgusting screw that's all rusty? Let's name our child after that. That's going to give you tetanus when you step on it when you sneak out of the house? At, at this point now, if you've named your kid Rusty, it's ironic, right? Like, ha, ha, yeah. ha. But what about when we were... Back the- then, aren't kids and names stupid? Uh, like as a country, we should bring back the name Rusty. We used to make things. Yeah, just we should you... make things again. You know what sucks? Um, uh, when like pipes are like wet and then they get all brown, and I'm gonna name my kid after that. I'm gonna name my kid Rusty. You know, next level, fuck Rusty. I'm gonna name my kid Oxidation. Oxid ox. Mm. How do you say that word? <laughs> I'm gonna name my kid Brown Pipe. <laughs> hey, you don't want to fuck with brown pipe. <laughs> All right, thank you everybody for coming to kindergarten. <laughs> um, couple rules that we have: uh, wipe everything down with sanitizer, Clorox wipes, and you do not fuck with brown pipe. <laughs> He's a fucking bastard of a kid. This is his eighth year in kindergarten, and he's gonna stab somebody. His mutant power is that he's gonna stab somebody <laughs> with. Of rusted ass brown pipe. Oh, do you think that he was enough rusty of a brown pipe? No, he also <laughs> carries a rusty brown pipe. In case you forget his name, he'll carve it into your stomach. His mutant power is knowing his name. <laughs> and he does not spell it correctly, but do not correct him on that. Don't ask him where the Q came from. What are we, so- no, wait, hold on. Before we move <laughs> on, I know you want to move on, but what do we call that thing that's like a spiral gross ass shit that's uh, in cement? What? You know, like the, the spirally metal 
that's in cement. Oh, rebar. The thing both rebar. you are terribly that's, afraid of. That's my well, next kid's name is rebar, rebar. is Brown Pipe's older brother who you definitely don't want to fuck with. Oh, if you fuck with my child, Brown Pipe, you will have to fuck with his older brother, Rebar. Rebar will break out of prison <laughs> to deal with you. How are you these think not- you're having a normal stroll, you're going to trip, and then Rebar's going to stab right through your stomach. Also, uh, Rebar's going to be like, you didn't trip on Rebar. Until now, and then just stabs you with rebar. Is fat. Like, can you imagine a Wolverine? But it's not like adamantium. It's rebar that comes out just, of his hands. Not just his hands. Just sprouts <laughs> randomly out of his body. He doesn't know where <laughs> from his awesome. body it will bump. <laughs> so he just kind of jump and cannonballs into his enemies. You know what? Wolverine's a little bitch because he knows where the adamantium is going to come out. It's from he those knows three things. Where they want to know rebar. Uh, Brown Pipe's older brother doesn't know where it's going to pop out. And it's, it could be... What if it's right out of his asshole? <laughs> and then he just has to go ass first into his enemies. Jesus Christ. Cyclops, <laughs> can you come and handle this shit? All right. So Scott is taking Brown Pipe on a tour of the neighborhood to calm him down and be like, it's all good. And Brown Pipe's like, what are you, some kind of do-gooder social worker? Scott gets... Pissed. Oh, he like he looks <laughs> at him and you? says like I'm gonna take off these fucking glasses and I'm gonna and blast he... half of this kid's face off. It's just an abandoned building. He shoots to shit. <laughs> and like, oh, you don't think I'm a mutant? How about that? Do, do you see where all those homeless people are sleeping? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna wake up, wake them up with a Scotty alarm. Uh, and then Rusty lets Scott and then Sarah know. Uh. Hey, I ran away from Kilgrave because weird shit's happening. Believe Rusty's in your life. Hashtag believe Rusty. Rusty does the ultimate thing that I love for uh, TV drama. It's always hilarious. Uh, I am in trouble. Is there anyone that will believe me? I am, I am getting fucked up. And both Scott and Sarah. Scott to a lesser extent. Sarah's like, oh, Rusty. He always says crazy things. Yeah. He There's- lies and he steals and he's a bad kid mutant. What? <laughs> I am like, no, like, guys, Kilgrave, I am with a purple-faced demonic <laughs> demon. Would you please believe me? Hey, bud, get back in that car. You, no, that's your... That's- and yeah, all Scott does, and it is very realistic, is after he leaves, he goes, I don't know. Should we have listened to him more? As he's saying, the guy who just adopted me does weird shit to us in the basement. Listen to this child. Although, Mike, say that thing that you just said again. Describe Kilgrave. The guy who just adopted us uh-huh. does weird stuff uh-huh. to us in his basement. Who does that sound like? Who, who it's Professor like? Rex. Cyclops <gasps> has already lived Rusty's life. and She should try to save him more. Cyclops knows that his life is great, so he's not going to save him. He's like, no, that's just your Professor X. That's how we do it. it just, we like meet a weird older man. Who... <laughs> you should have heard what he said about Gene when we were 15. <laughs> yeah. Who just like uh, adopts us and then says like do the things I want you to do? Uh, just I'm trying to make you my child murder armor. I don't understand what the big deal is. Do you think this episode missed the missed the moment on the whole comparing Kilgrave to Professor X? I'd say this show does not have a lot of flaws, Ryan. <laughs> but, <laughs> but its biggest one is it refuses to acknowledge how fucked up Professor X is. Oh, I swear to God. X-Men number one, written by Stan Lee, acknowledges more flaws in Professor yes. X's whole, like, well, 
Let's get a girl near him. Let's see how that girl works with us more than any other X Men thing does. It it's unfortunate the cartoon did this and then the movies fought a lot the cartoon. That's what all I hope for Marvel's X Men. Anything I, I do not give a shit about anything. I just hope they really highlight what a fucking creep Professor X is. What if this episode ended with Cyclops breaking into uh Kilgrave, the Purple Man's, uh-huh. uh, you know, house, house, mansion, and then was like, and then like he took his mask off and he was like, cut, and then we just went back to like we saw the background of filming a cartoon, and he was like, this is just like Professor X. You guys see that, <laughs> right? Like, can we just talk about that? And then like uh, a script supervisor ran up and she was like, do you need another water? Are you okay? He's like, no, this is insane. This is the exact same thing that I had to deal with as a child. When Kilgrave rolls up to get Rusty and Scott's like, I don't know. He said some things. Kilgrave says, you know, not having a father. The boy isn't used to the loving discipline a child his age needs. And they go, yeah, all right. This crazy ass person who uh, is dressed like an NBA coach and drives around in the back of a limo. Says, no, remember our deal? Never listen to children. You know what? We should probably let him have all. You know what? Hold on. I, I know the it, perfect children you were... for you. It, his name is Rusty. And I will get him in the back of your limo as fast as possible. He, Yeah, Sarah just goes along after he says, uh, yeah, if you uh, listen to what these kids say, maybe your orphanage gets no more money. I don't know. But... She's like, oh, shit. Yeah, you should just take these kids. <laughs> Because Sarah's all about that money. Mike, I got to say that every time you and I watch a Cyclops episode, it proves that he is the dumbest boy in school. Like, he is just a fucking... Uh, he is so dumb. Yeah, because Kilgrave leaves. And then again, it's just like 10 minutes later. Wait, is that guy bad? I guess I'll go to sleep on this lumpy couch. He will stand outside on the porch watching that car leave for 10 minutes and then be like, hmm, wait, wait. Word. Uh, we see uh, the minute Kilgrave gets Rusty back to the mansion, we see the we see Skids, we see Boom Boom, we see Taki, uh, who has the power of wheelchair transformation. Oh, okay, and they are all locked in and getting uh, hypnotized. The future is now. We will be respected. The future is now. Rusty tries to fight it, but cannot. Kilgrave's big plan seems to get a city project push through he wants like a real estate plan mike <laughs> i think that if we're gonna talk about extaz we can't talk about this this fact that like uh kilgrave has all the powers he needs to have no middlemen like he does not have to band together a team of mutants like he yeah just why go, does he need these kids he can, just, he can just go and get anything done that he wants but he bands together a team of the most 90s kids I've ever seen. Like the Burger King Kids Club. They are the Burger King Kids Club. <laughs> uh, yeah, No, just go do it, dude. Like You can turn anybody's eyes purple you want, but you're like, no, I want these kids to be involved because that makes it eviler. Wait, you, you simultaneously want uh, real estate and to be governor. What are these mutant kids for? Why can't you just use your everybody does what I say power? I love children. Uh, so Scott, sleep, Scott sleeps on lumpy couch, and then uh, we learn from Sarah that Scott cries Jean's name in his sleep, and he doesn't say. Are they not married yet? Is this how fucking out of order this shit is? Well, yeah. Also, she's a uh, dark phoenixed out. 
That's why we got such a big previously on. But like, well, yeah, we think she's dead. Scott thinks she's she flew into his son to protect the Emkron crystal. How much of but, you were like, I want Sarah and Scott to maybe kiss a little bit. Not as much as they both wanted to kiss a little. Yeah, dude. When uh, Scott shows back up at Kilgraves, he's like, I just need to check on things. And Kilgraves like, hey, everything's fine, man. Children say hello. <laughs> and they all, in Children of the Corn Salad, oh, hello, Mr. Summers. Hey, wheelchair kid. Why don't you wheel your wheelchair around? He was like, wheel, wheel. Like that. It, it was good wheelchair. Yeah. I don't want to just say <laughs> He's good. As good. He's good as at wheelchair. <laughs> He's good at wheelchair. Uh, Scott screams. Acceptance has to be earned, not forced on people. Which is, uh, I think, a thing he's learning in his like when he's leaving. Is he going to go the Magneto route? He's like, no, maybe Xavier was right. Yes, mm-hmm. and also like, do I just leave this clearly awful situation because I'm a superhero and I have these? laws and they're not breaking any of my laws or i do i do i take my mask off and red blast everyone hell yeah uh at this point sarah's beating herself up for not realizing Kilgrave is a bad guy and then also tells the story that she's always known scott's a mutant and that's fine and this is when one of the numerous times they almost kiss ryan but then Kilgrave interrupts their kiss with a military-grade copter, and also the news shows up at the same time. I and this is when shit goes crazy. I love a good helicopter. Every time a helicopter comes into a scene, it will always be the best. There's no scene in TV history where like a helicopter comes in, and it's like, oh, that wasn't a big <laughs> He has a helicopter that will shoot bullets. Uh-huh. That's not normal. I don't think anybody could just get that. Oh, no. It is normal, Mike, in this show, and it's fucking dope. And this helicopter that you're talking about, it probably saved the day and destroyed everything. <laughs> do, you, do you think that Kilgrave, when he starts using his power from the helicopter, looks like the Obey sticker? <laughs> but it zoomed in to like just on his eyes and top of nose and really looked like that. I yeah, I like that that makes sense to me is that like Kilgrave's like what what do I need to do in order to take over the entire planet? Oh, the obey sticker. I have to look like that. <laughs> I I should make people obey. Uh Sarah runs in to the fire cuz now there's fire everywhere again to save Taki. And hey, Scott- and Mike don't don't have a third act without fire, right? Like some they house should fire. be on fire. Something's got to be on fire. Those bullets caused the fire. <laughs> Uh, Scott says, not again. <laughs> this is how he deals with saving children from fire. <laughs> like, it's a living. <laughs> and they, they get the kids out. And then him and Sarah hug face to face, cheek to cheek. Which is and like, the reporter. if I saw that, in. I'd be like, um, are they friends or are they couples? I don't know. I don't really know. But if I'm a reporter, I'm like, get this to print right now. <laughs> We're go, go. Go to the editing room. Let's not talk to any of these witnesses. And then Scott goes back and is like, hey, I was wrong. Sorry, everybody. And Cerebro autoscan says it finds Gene, but it only shows them a spinning hologram of what Gene used to look like. Not locations or coordinates or anything. Did you think that Cyclops might stay there at that place? Yeah. Knowing how many Wolverine episodes of x you have watched, and even Cyclops episodes, were you like, you know what, this is the time where Cyclops is going to stay there and like find a new life. 
have a spinoff. <laughs> it's just him and Sarah fighting and running an oh, orphanage. What is the single least watched TV show of all time? <laughs> it's called Cyclops and Sarah Run an Orphanage. Even though X-Men... I mean, bad name. That show was so popular, X-Men, right? But a spinoff called Cyclops and Sarah <laughs> Run an Orphanage. It's the single least watched show in the history of television. You know what? X says 97's coming out this summer. Let's pitch Cyclops and Sarah running. But, like, he wanted to fuck that girl. Yes. And the feeling was mutual. (laughs) Wait. From Sarah. Yes. Not from Mike. That's what I was saying. (laughs) Well, why can't we thruple it up? Uh, Ryan, let's get to awards. What is your most 90s moment? Oh, man, Mike. My 90s moment. And, like, I, like... If you want to cut this out of the final episode, I understand, but there was a thing about 90s cartoons, and I am speaking specifically about the Burger King Kids Club, but also a lot of things of like, you know what, diversity? Not, no, we will not have a black or Mexican person. Let's just put a fucking kid in a wheelchair. This kid's in a wheelchair now. And Wait, his mutant power is to change how his wheelchair looks? No, that it's- is the purple man's power. I don't know what that kid's power was. But the purple man was like, what are you, in a wheelchair? What if that was a tank? Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. But yeah, everyone had to be in a wheelchair. Uh, my 90s moment is uh, the news rolls in, films everything, and then rolls out without talking to anybody. No questioning of witnesses. No asking what happened. Dude, Cyclops and that girl hug. And then it cuts to the reporters being like, get this to press. We have to get this to press. Who cares that the guy running for governor tried to kill a bunch of kids? Look at these strangers almost kissing. <laughs> <laughs> what is your biggest gasp? Uh, My biggest gasp was... When everyone else, can we do this? I don't know if this is legal, but um, my biggest gasp is when everybody found out that Jean Grey was still alive and they gasped, <laughs> and I gasped at their gasp. Like, how do we not know? We are X Men. Like, we know that Jean Grey is coming back. Even I, more I am shocked come back at by this your point. shock. <laughs> Uh, mine is, I'm going to just keep dwelling on this, uh, the first time Scott and Sarah almost kiss, and then Kilgrave's helicopter interrupts their almost kiss. Scott, your wife died two days ago, you motherfucker. And Mike, I like this is like the third time I've uh, asked you a question like this tonight, but uh, were you shocked when Kilgrave came out, Killmonger came out, and like shot every one star character <laughs> with a knife right to their head? Like, what are we doing only, here? Only the characters that had one life, Brian. Uh, what is your best use of powers? Um, my best use of powers is, of course, it has to be. Scott's like, I don't know what's going on. So I'm just going to shoot my laser into a <laughs> copter. The two bad guys fall to the ground. The copter swings into a building, explodes. Scott Summers here to stay. Trapping little kids. Uh, mine is also like because that's the most power we get. But you know, his we've seen the this use that you said of his eyes. We learned in this episode his eye blasts can melt things like tricycles. Hey, they why, can punch out walls. They can put out fires. Why was he chasing two little girls? Was that weird? 
Well, he was also a little kid. No, no, that's true. He was not an adult. I don't want to make <laughs> Scott weird, but like they were, they were playing tag. He's like, I'm running, I'm running for you, and then there's these two girls, and then he trips and falls and just absolutely eye blast. decimates a trike. <laughs> Who's your LVP? Uh, Mike, my LVP has to be without a doubt, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's Cyclops. He's what? Just such a fucking nerd. The way he walks around rooms, the way he <laughs> that like walk that animated walk into that first fiery room. <laughs> the way he's like, well, I will solve this, and then just like every time he says, "I'll solve this," or thinks, "I'll solve this," he does the nerdiest shit possible. He's the worst man. And- My LVP is Charles Scott. Storms out. He's a little upset. Sick of Hank's poetry. And Charles is like, yeah, man, she's been dead. How are we going to get over it? <laughs> not, man, you suck. You are not a good leader. Oh, I have a new MVP. It's Charles. Like, <laughs> oh, what are we going to do? Think about the dead? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Here's two things we can think about. My middle finger is you little <laughs> bitches. <laughs> Who's your MVP? My MVP, I think, hmm. I have to, I have to say it. It's a... Uh, it's right and Mike for appreciating Cyclops as much as he <laughs> He's just a fucking cool ass guy with the cool ass power. And he walks no around. And when he walks, he doesn't walk. He speed walks. That's not a mutant power. He just does it. He does it because he cares. He cares about his abs. Uh do we do you ever see like Deadpool or Cable doing setups? No, you don't. But we get a lot of scenes of Scott Summers speed walking to protect those abs. Those abs and that butt. Mine is uh, Brown Pipe. He tried to warn the adults. He even fought the mind control for a while. He was right the whole time. And he knows that fuck social workers. Hey, Mike, I need a promise from you right now. I'm going to reach out my pinky finger. My pinky is out as well. We don't talk a lot about our D&D adventures. The next time, The next time... We do a thing. Your name is Rusty Brown Pipes. <laughs> and no explanation? Yeah. Is that... I will... I, I I do so solemnly swear. And also to you. And will your guy be named Rebar? Rebar? What's his first name? Roseanne? <laughs> Roseanne Rebar. <laughs> ha! Hello! I'm middle class. <laughs> you already got your voice. All right, that is the show. That is Extaz. <sighs> Ryan, get yeah. off my stage. Oh, I have to leave? Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. But don't you worry. We're going to hear from a new old friend. To talk about websites, we, of course, have the one, the only, Rusty Brown Pipe. Look. I've been in this industry for a long time, and I, I know what it's like to be. One, Rusty, and two, have a brown pipe. A lot of people are, a lot of people are like, oh, no, I got a pink pipe. No, you don't. Mm, let's not talk about anybody's <laughs> pink pipe there, Rusty. <laughs> you got a brown pipe that used to be you, it used to be a uh, brown pipe, and now it's a pink pipe. And yeah, that's, that's what I do. So what, what I do for my listeners is I'm like, hey, what do you got? Wait. Time out. You have your own listeners? What's your show about? No, I have my own podcast. It is called uh, My Pipe is Too Stinky. 
And so if you look that up, that, no, that's the, that's the name that they've told me to have. Is the, uh, uh, I was like, well, what if we call it something else? And they were like, no, you have to call it, what if my pipe is too stinky? And I was like, no, nah, it's the best title of all time. And so what we do is we say, what is your pipe, fucking brown? I was about to get pink. But my first name is Rusty. I just got that brown pipe could be a euphemism for bowel. <laughs> Rusty, you're going to tell us about websites? Yeah. So there's so many websites you can go to. First of all, what I would do is I would go to, I would get my card. And once you see my card, you're going to be like, what does this say? Popfilter.co? And I would be like, yes. Popfilter.co is what your card You go to popfilter.co and that's where you're going to get like the best shit you've ever seen. Like, I want my brown to be pink. I think the only way to do that is if I was... Popfilter.co <laughs> has nothing to do with brown nor pink. We we don't talk about any of the okay, color real colors. This is my time, but you know what? I'm trying to help. Uh, is that it? Am I done? I mean, are there other websites? Oh, of course. There's uh, Patreon.com. Slash your pop filter, where if you pay a fucking little bit of money, your fucking brown will be so fucking pink. Did you want That's me to true, get going? actually. And then there's popfilter.co slash Amazon. Shop there now. Make your brown pinks. Make your pinks brown. Uh, oh, no, I'm getting dragged off stage. Ryan, come back. I'm getting dragged off stage. Oh, Mike, I'm so sorry. That is terrible. Uh, here to tell us about Cyber Sprout. He's the angriest dad in the sea, King Triton. Have you seen my daughter? Oh, I uh, I have not, but buddy, buddy, tread lightly in the sea. <laughs> no, I've not seen your daughter. I just I wanted you to talk to, to us about a website that could help us out with other websites. Do you uh, know where your w- daughter is? Com. Fuck, did you, did you honestly like you lost your daughter, which is insane, man? But you honestly went to www.whereismydaughter.com. It's easy. Well, no, I made I made that website. Oh, okay. With Squarespace. And it's not helping. Do you know where I wish I could have gone? Where? I bet I would have found my daughter if I had made a website with Cybersprout.net. And then maybe she'd still have her voice and wouldn't have gone to that goddamn sea witch. I, I, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Honestly, I think that like you're such a terrible fucking father that she would what? have she would have bounced oh, no matter what you give me some fatherly advice right now oh. which is not father to a kid it was a father to father I would what do you to. think i could have done you don't your kid does whatever you want oh uh, no no uh, your kid is going to be who they are not who you want them to be have you ever tried to have a giant opera for no reason and the kid who doesn't want to sing is your star king triton can i uh can i point something out your triton has a Ritz, a piece of meat, and a cheese on each of those. Do you, is that like a thing that you do? Like, do you, which which way do you go with the, the, the cracker, the meat, and the cheese? These are my swim snacks. I don't understand the question. Oh, you should not eat. No crackers under the sea. They get real <laughs> soggy. Uh, if there's no crackers under the sea, now I understand why your daughter married Eric. Because he's the crackerest crackery of all time. Yeah, but I mean, that's scientifically, there's no crackers under the sea, so all these fucking 
angry rebars out there. Snyder fans are going to be bitching about. Okay, I think that rebar fans and Snyder fans are very different people. But uh, thank you so much for telling us about Cybersprout.com and all of our dot net, idiot. Uh, Don't get caught in the Cybersprout.net. Dot net, dot net. net. I just had a wrestle fucking rusty brown pipe. That guy was nuts. Wait, I'm sorry. This is Ryan back on stage. Do you want to wrestle rusty brown pipe? Yeah, he was. You kept tackling me and saying we're gonna wrestle. Oh man, I love a good guy who's always like, uh, "It's wrestling time," you know. Like it's always fun. And even if you say no, it's not. Uh, whoever decides it is is right. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that you, words cannot you stop wrestling time. Even though you said no, he said yes, and he will wrestle you. He will wrestle you to the gosh darn ground. All right, Mike. Uh, I'm gonna go downstairs. Yeah, please get out of here. Uh. Coming up to the stage to talk about social media, we have the leader of the Creature Commandos, Shelly's Frankenstein's Monster. Hi! Hello. Hi! What? What's the, sh- what? What's the show? Uh, Shelly's Frankenstein's Monster doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. What can I call you? Um, you call me Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Mary Shelley's Dr. Frankenstein's monster? As a nickname. As a nickname that I've never had. You can call me Mary Shelley's Frankenstein's presents Mary Shelley's Frankenstein's weasel. Raisin? Weasel. I'm going to call you Raisin. Raisin, could you tell us about social media? I have had so many. If I could, if I could, just for a second. Love. Goldfish crackers. Nom, nom, nom. I think that means at your pop filter on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, Mike, are you done? Am I done? Uh, I was yeah. trying to wait for this guy to. I think he died again. Do you want me to bring stage? back Mary Shelley's Frankenstein's monster to this? No, day? thank you. I didn't realize they left. Okay, but we have one more. So Mike, okay, I'll leave. I'm gonna make sure they left the building. And I have the warmest, welcomest honor to introduce. A lot of people online think that uh, Mike is my wife, but he's not. It's actually. A person named Stephanie. And here to tell us about how to contact us with our new email address is my wife, Stephanie. Hello, are you done yet? Oh, baby, 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 boo. You said you'd be done hours ago. No, come on, come on. Don't don't give me shit. Like you just whittle it around in your little studio with your friends all night. We got this baby to raise. And <laughs> we do have a baby to raise. Uh but no, like what I was thinking is that like you could actually be cool for once in your life and maybe uh, That's gaslighting. <laughs> maybe do like an ad- advertisement or two. I can do an advertisement or two. Give me what to do. What do you want to say? Oh, look and listen to me talking to my stupid friends as we jerk each other off. Well, we had two things that we were going to do. Um, one is um, how we have a new email 
contact oh, your Mr. Fancy Pants with his email. Then, too busy no, with no, his email no, to Stephanie, take hold, care of his kid. Hold on. The second one is how maybe we should have less wives. It's it's a, it's a website that we're doing where we have less wives than we do. But like, not not that I would ever support that. But like, maybe if you if your wife sounds like a fucking Cockney asshole piece of shit. Oh, that would be horrible. So those are the two things. Okay, so contact at your pop filter. No, <clears throat> contact at popfilter.co. No M. Just co. Popfilter.co. Contact at popfilter.co. Tell these boys what you think about their wives. And then uh, killyourwife.com slash org is where you could go. It's a nonprofit. And apparently uh, I'm advertising that. And I don't agree with that at all. Okay, and then um, also, what is your favorite tuna website that we buy tuna my fav- from? My favorite tuna website? Uh-huh. Redfin.com. All right, ladies, if you're out there, uh, let me know. I think I'm single and I'm ready to mingle, and I can't take this fucking red fin. You're disgusting, and your I'm dick sorry, looks what? like no, no, I'm does. doing my job right now. I'm ending the podcast. Oh. Is it a job where you lose money year after year? <laughs> you a kid to look at dick, motherfucker? <laughs> All right, Stephanie, get off stage. Mike, are you there? <clears throat> yeah, wow. Did you? Ooh, did, somebody's in the doghouse. Yeah, did you, let, did you let my wife be on the show? You demanded it. All right, can you end this, please? Wait, yes, let's start uh, over with the uh, advertisements. Nah, I, I think what is uh, going to heal yours and Stephanie's relationship is next week we are covering Harley Quinn, a very problematic Valentine's Day special. So maybe you'll learn a thing or two from there. And The Flash's final season begins. Hallelujah. Can't wait for that to be over. Uh, that's next week. Until then, for Mike and Ryan, for Ryan and Mike, for Mike and Ryan, for Ryan and Mike, for Mike and Ryan, for Ryan and Mike, enough said. Enough said.